All right, let's get busy. We've got a busy agenda, topics worthy of discussion. The panel has convened in studio Tom Parkin, post-media national politics columnist with a bluntly social democratic point of view. Good afternoon, Thomas. How are you doing? Good and you? I'm drying out. Okay. <laughs> All right. You didn't know I mean, I got wet in the rain, I was gonna, is what I'm talking you about. You didn't know enough to come in out of the rain. Is that what you're telling us? Yes. Anthony Fury, Sun Post Media columnist and national comment editor. Good afternoon. Hey, John. And Peter Tabbins is back with us after the election. The MPP for Toronto Danforth, the NDP's energy, environment, and climate change critic. How's Tabbins? I'm doing well, John. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Hey, let me ask you, because, I mean, this Try was, me. Well, uh, <laughs> obviously... You were impacted as the MPP for Toronto Danforth. We got the taste of the Danforth coming up starting Friday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the carnage that ensued and the whole thing, I mean, uh, the reverberations, I'm sure, are still being felt. Do you anticipate there's going to be an impact uh, based on numbers coming up this weekend, or how do you see things? I, I think you'll probably see an awful lot of people turning out to support the taste, and that's something that I observed as I've been talking to the businesses along the Danforth. They've had people come in saying that they were coming in specifically to support the area, that they knew that this was their community, they wanted it to be strong, they weren't going to abandon it. And so, like many others, I think you will actually see an increase in the crowd, not a reduction. If that's possible. I mean, you've had boffo numbers uh, past years, like 1.4 million over three year, uh, three days. Well, there's always room for more, John. <laughs> I don't discourage <laughs> anyone. Tell them to come. Well, all right. Come on down. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we hope the weather complies. I know in years past there have been some times where, uh, you know, the rains come, not like uh, biblical proportions last night. But nonetheless, let's talk about what happened last night. And if this is a signal of uh, maybe things to come, extreme weather manifestations may be the new normal. Is Toronto equipped to deal with such, Tom Parkin? Uh, judging by last night, not not terrifically well. So w- w- um, what happened? You, Where did well, we drop the ball or what's going on? Well, I, I, I guess there's a whole lot of questions. It, some things have been fixed over the years. You'll remember that when we had floods like this, we used to have um, the, the, the beaches used to be, uh, especially on the, the, the west end, would be un, you couldn't go in the water because of uh, overflow into the uh, sewage system, uh, which would then flow out into the lake. That got solved, but that's super expensive. But now we've got, you know, one of the issues is, uh, you know, just how much when we get a rainfall like this, it's a, it's a city of uh, of cement and pavement, and, and it rolls off into our into our streams and into our waterways, and uh, we have floods. Uh, and we saw streetcars last night. We saw some of the buildings, which was sort of surprising. And um, you know, at the, there was a concert last night at the ACC, mm-hmm. and there was I saw a video of water coming in through the roof of the ACC yeah. in the vendor area. And then there was that. Um, a terrible story that I didn't see too much detail on, a little more worrying about um, a couple of workers working in a basement elevator who were trapped in right. water. And, uh, and the water was rising. Serious, serious stuff. Only, yeah, about yeah. a foot of headroom before so, they were. Um, you know, coming back to the question, where does this play into climate change? Well, you know, weather is weather, and but climate and weather are obviously connected. So uh, it, it, it reminds us that we need to be, and, and so do the forest fires that we're experiencing. Well, all right. That we need to be a little more thoughtful about Climate change and also mitigation. Well, then, uh, is this a symptom of poor city planning, Anthony Fury? Uh, 
You know, I spent a, a semester as a student studying at the University of Guadalajara down in Mexico. In Guadalajara, whenever it rained, the main streets would fill up to the knees, and I would I would decide to cross the main streets, and they'd all point and laugh at me, the locals, because I guess they knew there was like, so much feces in the water or something like that, so you shouldn't actually do that. And, and they accepted it as their way of life because infrastructure there was just shoddier than it is here. But I do worry that the more we fixate on the shiny baubles and so forth, we want to go back and do primary asset reviews of all our different infrastructure stock. You're not going to hear any of these candidates for mayor talking about this stuff. They're going to talk about, well, they're going to talk about the, the gun and crime issues, which they should be talking about, but they're going to talk about what, what's all the new stuff we can do for folks. Let's go back to basics, whether it's for just infrastructure reasons or for climate, environmental reasons, and go look at these mitigating issues with our infrastructure. I think we really uh, need to talk about it. That won't stop stuff leaking down from, from the front. I mean, that's the heavy rainfall, but the stuff coming up from the bottom, there's, there, there may be some of that going on. Right. Too much pavement, not enough green space to absorb. Peter Tabbins? Well, I think that's part of it, John, but I, I think the reality is not just Toronto, but Ontario is not ready for climate change. Uh, I've been pressing ministers of energy at the legislature for years now, and the, the Liberals didn't heed their own warnings. They commissioned studies and then ignored them. Uh, we saw a power outage the other night. We saw a big power outage in summer of 2013 when we had heavy flooding. Uh, those were Hydro One problems. And when you, I would say to the minister, look, you've got to get ready for more extreme weather, often they would just look puzzled. Or they'd say, well, we have you know some group working on this. Well, the group working on it doesn't appear to be doing the job that's necessary. So Toronto, Toronto built a sewage and wastewater system uh, sized to deal with the kind of flooding that we got in the 20th century. Well, that's, that's gone. Uh, well, isn't it just a function of more people, more concentration of individuals? And uh, you see, as I say, a lot of concrete and nowhere to absorb. Well, and that's part of it. And without a doubt, there has to be that provision for water to soak into the ground. But frankly, the city of Toronto in the past built an awful lot of sewage and wastewater capacity. They realize now, and they actually did a study about a decade ago, they realize that their system is not sized for the kind of storms we're getting today. Well, are we getting more water on an annual basis than we have in the past? We're getting more water within a day than we used to get in a month. We're getting storms, 100 years, storms that were only supposed to happen every 100 years, happening every five years. So you're saying that we can do stuff to mitigate that? Yes, but it and will what cost is, what, many billions of dollars to do that. And frankly, John, even if we do it for today's weather and climate, mm. 20 years from now, as the earth gets hotter and we get more intense storms, the systems won't be able to handle that. If you're going to actually deal with this flooding, deal with the catastrophes that come from extreme weather. You have to do everything you can possible to slow down that process of changing the climate. In fact, you've got to stop the change in the climate. Well, Otherwise, all right, but, but you hang can't on. keep up. The argument is that uh, whatever we do uh, at the cost of hundreds of billions of dollars, it really wouldn't mitigate things that much, Anthony. Well, well I think we can, I mean, the, the, the climate change stuff ends up being politicized, and I think we can even just get that out of the conversation and talk about the fact that we're clearly having some issues here with with water not, not going where it should be, whatever the cause of it. So we can look at our emergency management situations, emergency preparedness and, and, and bolstering up our infrastructure because I, I agree with all the technical elements of of what Peter said I, I don't know about the book of Revelation stuff about you know w what exactly the the weather's going to be like 20 or 30 years from now because we got predictions in the 70s about how Manhattan would be underwater and so forth by now so I, I'm not so sure about those but but no, we but we got a we got an issue on our hands yeah but uh, the problem is Anthony we got governments that are going backwards on dealing with the big picture I mean uh, I remember watching the floods in Manitoba encircling Winnipeg 
and and uh, you know the the response was to build uh, bigger uh, burns around the mm-hmm. uh, around the city. Well, you know, every year you're going to build it higher and higher and higher, or or are we going to you know at cost uh, uh, from, from all of us as a society do that? Or are we going to try and tackle the core problems here as best we can? You know, uh, but, but the, to Peter's the, point, if the situation is only going to get worse, that's interested in there's doing no that. plan, there's no commitment that's going to roll back uh, global temperatures. It's just to stop it at a certain increase over from the year 1850. So it's not like we're to Peter's point. We're not going to roll back from where we are today. So I think mitigation is the main conversation. Well, there are two things though: adaptation. That's dealing with the new weather systems. Right. We need to be able to adapt. But frankly, I watch the conservatives, the the new Ford government, who are not even willing to take the action necessary to begin to slow things down, to begin to stabilize. They're just setting us up for far more intense fires, far more far more devastating floods in the future. You can adapt. You Doug need Ford to adapt. Is, well, right. Setting fire to the place. Always Correlation, causation, that, that argument. Let me ask you then, point blank, because Doug Ford's cancellation of green energy proje- projects is uh, that a responsible approach or an irresponsible one? You seem to be saying it's very irresponsible, but there was a piece in, uh, I guess, Anthony, uh, your paper, Post Media, that uh, said if he uh, didn't curtail that, that would be uh, grossly irresponsible because you don't keep digging when you're in a hole. Well, that that's assuming that green energy was the reason we have high hydro prices in Ontario, and frankly, that's not the case. Well, it was if, beggaring the economy in different ways. No, it was not. You know, we've got a... a a uh, province where this Cap focus trade on privatization didn't, didn't make has us less competitive. Costs has moved power out of our hands into the hands of private industry. That's what's really killing us on the hydrophile. And the Tories, Doug Ford, are not willing to take on any of that. Uh, frankly, in cap and trade as well, the the pricing mechanism is only part of what you need to actually deal with rising emissions. It's the investment in cleaning up. Um, our energy system. Moving so more people, wind farms, more solar. And more solar and, frankly, and more feed fish, in energy efficiency. 20 years of feed-in tariffs at inflated costs for power generation. Yeah, I, don't but, think any, I don't think anybody's suggesting that you know the, the wind liberals did a great job of privatizing power, uh, that they did a terrible job of privatizing power, uh, whether it was green power or any other type of power. But I think you know the point is you know we, we, we have now got a government that takes – you know, has no plan at all for climate change. It has no plan at all for uh, trying to reduce carbon emissions. It just it just went away. And and when, on the investment side, it is important not only for the ones we mentioned, but think about just convenience in our city. What about a market uh, response transit? rather and, than subsidies the, the market, and government the, intervention? Yeah, well, this is the we have the market response. That's why we're here. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're it's pretty easy it's answer. Been being turned not over everything the market, works that way. Yeah, and the prices go up. John, the amount, That's the, the, simple the reality, billions John. of dollars of R and D that that private firms are putting into for to herald the green revolution is far greater than any billions that governments are putting in although i shouldn't give them any ideas because they could always try and pony up more billions and once you get that paris scam pot going that'll that'll exceed other stuff but but yeah there's there's they're working on the market solutions right now are they at market viability right now some not always not all of them governments say oh we can if we just throw taxpayer dollars at it for some reason we're going to be you know ready to hit the track okay. running from day and, one and that's fair, just fair not enough, but Anthony, how the industry works where where is the marketplace when uh when a company company can spew out a pollution into our atmosphere that causes devastation for millions well, and say, they don't pay for it. Where's like, the market? What do you mean, Tom? Well, we have, we have emissions regulations. We have environmental regulations. A carbon but, but, tax and not okay. spewing smog are well, not the same okay. thing. We know we know we know that there's a connection between emissions and climate change. And we know where those emissions come from. 
where we are spewing out, uh, well, you know, the, the principle of polluter or pay uh, is, is meaningful if you actually, you know, if you have a... Emissions uh, a, are not if, pollution inherently. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. They're causing they are. climate Simply change. doing economic activity is not, the, you know, okay. calling them polluters. Well, if you're putting carbon yeah, dioxide and other with, greenhouse gases into the atmosphere and you're changing the atmosphere, you're polluting and it. You're it's as simple as that. And you're just dumping that problem on somebody else and somebody else now has to pay for it. And weather events, insurance well, all right, companies. But if somebody uh, develops, let's say Tesla's uh, got an idea for the electric car and he perfects it down the road, the market responds. I mean, emissions are curtailed. That's a market response. Wouldn't you herald that? Who needs to subsidize that with taxpayer money? Well, I guess the, the question, market the question, will support it. I guess the question I'm, I'm getting at is uh, r- really what, what do we mean by a market response? Because in well, many ways, example. in many ways, cap and trade or a carbon price in general was conceived of as a way of, I mean, it's the most pro-market solution that was out there to try and make the polluter pay for the cost yeah, of the pollution. All these other things like, uh, you know, the green energy plan subsidies for retrofitting your homes and so on and so forth, yeah. that was money ill-spent. No, it was mm. not money ill-spent. Well, it yes, money, it was, because the market no, would have had a better response to it. Okay, no, let's come back. I want to, let's follow up. Guys, i got to take a time out. We'll come back and reconnoiter here in a few moments. Tom Park and Anthony right. Fury, Peter Tabbins, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Downtown uh, at our site uh, in, in, in the heart of the city, about 58 millimeters fell last evening. And then the hardest hit area that we're aware of in terms of rainfall amounts uh, was uh, Billy Bishop Airport picked up uh, 72 millimeters last evening.